Hello, and welcome to New Mexico Castaways. I'm Rosalinda Roman, and I am driving, just leaving the Portland airport. Actually, I'm just leaving Ikea near the Portland airport because uh, we came to the Portland airport this morning from Lincoln City, Oregon, which is on the coast, and it's about a two-hour drive, a little more than a two-hour drive to the airport from Lincoln City. I drove there with my niece, Christina, she's 10, and my daughter, Ahava, who's 13. Ahava is now in the back seat uh, working on her schoolwork. You'll hear uh, Google occasionally cut in to tell me directions. Uh, it's sending me a weird route, but um, I'm going to try to just follow the directions and hope that they're correct. Uh, I don't know if I've ever been to Portland other than when I was in college, um, or I had just graduated college. I took a train trip across America when I uh, was flown out to San Francisco for the William Randolph Hearst Awards and competition and awards, and uh, came in second in that competition, and also won a an additional writing award, which was pretty cool. And with some of the cash that I won for that award, I took a train trip from San Francisco up through Portland and then across to um, Minneapolis and Chicago, Washington, D.C., and eventually down to Florida. I'm just going to say that Google just took me some very wonky, weird way, and I have no idea why because it took me through a neighborhood with speed bumps as opposed to the light, which I can see two blocks down in the distance where I could have turned um, normally. So that's the risk you take when you're traveling in a city you don't know. Um, you don't really know where you're going. So I'm going to have to trust Google. It has me routing onto the 84 West, um, and let's just hope that's correct. Uh, anyway, so we drove here to the airport because my niece has been with us for the past 11 or 12 days from Chicago. Her mom, my sister, works for United, and so she flies free, but it's standby. And today was a perfect example of the love-hate relationship I have with standby. Uh, it's quite a distance to get here, but... Um, Make sure I'm going on the right road. I am. Okay. Anyway, so the, the thing about standby is it's all based on space available. And I've been growing, I grew up going standby because my dad worked for Eastern Airlines and we would always fly standby anytime we flew anywhere. Uh, I don't know if I ever actually bought, we actually bought any tickets when we were little. My mom could tell me that, but um, I, I just remember I have very strong memories of spending many hours, sometimes overnight, in airports with my siblings and my mom uh, because that's the way we flew, and that's how we got to go to Puerto Rico and how we got to go to Colorado and many other places. So we went to, to Portland after a bit of a whirlwind drive from she so Christina flew into Austin uh, the day after Father's Day and we from Austin that day we drove to Van Horn Texas and we spent the night there and that was just Ziva Samuel Christina Nala our German Shepherd and myself um, driving all the way to Van Horn, and then the next day we drove to Tucson. Then we spent a day in Tucson prepping the camper. Um, it's my brother-in-law's camper, which um, I drive. I do the driving when I'm with him, unless my husband's with us, which he is now. He's doing the driving, but we drove the camper. After that, we spent some time in Tucson at my mother-in-law's house, which is up against the Catalina Mountains, which is beautiful. And then we packed up the camper and drove to Las Vegas, Nevada, where it was just about as hot as being on the surface of the sun. Super, super hot, 110 degrees at 8.30 at night. And we stayed there just for, we stayed there for two days while we saw Ari off from 
that airport and Ahava and Nathan flew into that airport because it was a good jumping off point. Ari flew to Portland so that he could go to help with um, wedding preps for his friends and he had quite an adventure after he left us. We dropped him off at the Las Vegas airport uh, in the morning and he was he actually had to change his flight last minute because somehow the communication got mixed with Nathan and we booked the wrong ticket. So we had to last minute get another ticket to make sure he got to the airport in time for the shuttle which left uh, Portland airport at two o'clock. So we did that. We made the arrangements, paid the extra hundred dollars so that he could make it in time to catch the shuttle to get to Lincoln city. Well, the shuttle apparently just decided to leave without him at one thirty or one twenty or something like that. And he had to end up taking like a Greyhound bus and I don't know what other, uh, circuitous route, but he didn't get in until late that night his friends had to drive, I don't know, an hour or two out of the way after they had driven 24 hours straight from Tucson all the way to Lincoln City. So um, I guess it added to the story of the, you know, their wedding adventure, but that sure wasn't uh, a nice way for him to have to go, especially because the whole point of the camper trip was that he and I were going to spend time going up the coast like we did for a cousin's wedding in White Salmon, Washington, last November, I think it was. And we had a really great trip. And so we were going to do a repeat performance of that, but trying to fit everybody's schedules in with uh, the timeline to make it in time for the wedding, to get from Tucson all the way up to um, Lincoln City, it just wasn't going to work. So he flew out. And then the other challenge and blessing was that we had my niece with me. Um, and because of that, she is not, um, you know, she, uh, the, the truck that I'm driving, which is a Ford F-150 pickup truck, fits six people. And so once Nathan and Ahava flew in, if Ari was still here, there would be no room for my niece because we're a family of five plus either my niece or Ari. So Ari graciously flew to Lincoln City and then we drove to meet him after that. So that was Vegas. Then we went from Vegas with our crew of our immediate family, plus Christina, up to uh, Reno, Nevada. And Reno was equally hot. Well, not equally, but it was pretty hot. And I didn't love it that much. And by the way, our trip to Vegas, that was quite um, eye-opening. We went to, uh, we were trying to go to dinner after we got in, and I, I found a, a restaurant on um, Google that said it was family-friendly and good, and so we went to that, or tried to go to that, and it took us to this, like, really creepy area, and you had to go through some kind of smoky casino in a strip mall to get to that. So we're like, yeah, we're not going to do that. And we, you know, we had the dog too. So we have to consider what, what that's going to mean. So then we ended up, um, finding another one that said family friendly and I navigated to it and it took us to Fremont street in downtown Las Vegas. And it was just like, oh my gosh, yes, this was a Saturday night in Vegas and there was just no, um, escaping the the Vegas crowd <laughs> that was uh, in front of the car crossing the street. And right there at the crosswalk, as we were waiting at the light, there was a naked man. Uh, I did not see his full nakedness, but apparently my niece and my um, son and daughter did. Ziva and Samuel and Christina all got quite a show. I did see the um, Batman character and Kiss character in uh, basically no pants and just chaps, um, but it did cover their parts, I guess. Maybe they had a bikini on or something, uh, albeit a thong. So that was a sight to behold. Uh, and that was like, oh, yeah, we're not going to be going to this restaurant that we thought we were going to go to. Um, and so we ended up going to IHOP for dinner that night. So when you're traveling with kids and it's, you know, late and you're tired and desperate and people are getting hangry, uh, sometimes you just have to have IHOP for dinner. 
And actually it turned out to be very good. Um, but it was funny, not funny, but when we got to um, IHOP, we sat in this one booth and I thought, oh, this will be great. You know, it's over by the window. And the kids were kind of distracted with figuring out where they were, where they were going to sit. And I looked out the window and there were people of the night. Uh, one was undressing and the other was helping that person undress. And I went, oh, we're going to go move to a different booth. So um, it was definitely Vegas in its uh, full Sin City uh, type of moniker. But we ended up having a good dinner in another booth and the kids were none the wiser. Um, and then, so that was Vegas and then Reno was pretty uneventful. We didn't really go out. We just stayed in the camper. And I got to say, it's really nice to have the camper. It's not camping. Like, you know, people love to do tent camping and that's a whole different thing. What I'm talking about is a travel trailer that is hauled by this this F-150 pickup truck and it has pretty much all the comforts we need to have a very nice trip and in a lot of ways it really does remind me of cruising in uh, the boat because we have what we need there but nothing's like super instantly convenient like living in a house but the benefit is you have your things with you and you can go to explore new places with your belongings along for the ride, which I think is super awesome. Uh, let me pause and tell you I'm going over a bridge, getting onto I-5 uh, south towards Salem, and it's a beautiful bridge uh, over the bay, and I don't know what waterway this is. I probably should know, but I don't, and there's a really lovely bridge. Ahava, can you see that? Awesome. Yeah. It's really pretty. And by the way, Ahava's working on her FLVS, which is Florida Virtual School, right now. But after I chat for a while with you and do my typical Rosalinda's ramblings, I'm going to interview Ahava a little bit. I already warned her. She's got headphones on right now, so she can't really hear me. But I thought you guys might enjoy her perspective because I, I know I've had Ziva on here a bit and each kid here and there but Ahava's usually doing her competitive gymnastics or uh, working on something school-wise so I don't always get to interview her so hopefully we'll get to chat with her in a little bit once I'm fully on the road um, on our way it says we've got two and a half hours to get back to our location which means it's a lot longer than our original on then our drive here which was just two hours so yeah we've got a ways so lots of time to chat as Ahava pointed out she said well you could record like three episodes if you want I said yeah but I don't want to just ramble and ramble it has to be something worth talking about so um, I'm gonna just kind of fill you in on our trip right now and then I want to talk a little bit about what I just alluded to which is how is it the same as being on a boat and how is it different and the way it's the same right this minute or what I just uh, proved is when you are living on a boat or you're living out of a camper Ikea is awesome uh, I just went and bought some of the things I knew we loved having on the boat for the camper um, namely there's these uh, hooks that you can can you don't need to drill anything or use nails or screws or anything it it has like a rubber um, suction but it's not like a typical one of those horrible suction cups that never work this you put it against the wall and then you twist a screw that tightens it against the wall and um, we found on the boat that was the only thing that we could get to stick to the walls of the bathroom and when you're on the boat everything's so musty and there's always towels that need to be hung up which I tried to hang up outside whenever possible but when you're in a big wind you can't really hang them up outside so sometimes we had to put them in the bathtub or the shower and so my brother-in-law Ari and I were talking about what we needed for the camper and one of the first things I said he said you know it we really need to figure out a way to put the hang the towels and he was talking about stringing a line maybe across the living room or something like that like a clothesline and uh, that's when I I got the idea that 
Ikea would be a really good way to get those those hooks. Now, I don't know if they're going to work in the camper because it might be, uh, the wall might be too porous to actually affix these suctions to it, but I'll find out because sure enough, as I was going to the airport, I saw a big Ikea sign right on the way, right near the airport. So I told Ahab, I said, we're going to the airport, we're going to Ikea right after we're done. And she was like, no, we're in a hurry, we can't. I'm like, we already, so because of the standby, let me back up. So Christina was going to try a standby flight early, early this morning, uh, which was at seven. And we really should have gotten up to do that. But because it was a two hour drive, and we were up late, and I thought, oh, I just really don't want to try at 7 in the morning, which means leaving at like 4 in the morning. So there was an 11 o'clock flight, and I thought, yeah, that's perfect. We'll try that. And it, it had, I think it had nine open seats, or maybe 12 open seats and nine people on standby list or something like that. And it is prettier, but I think it's going to be slow going, these windy mountain roads. So I just got off on... Garden Home Road or Mal, Maltanoma, something like that. <sighs> I'm just going with it, Google. Just going with it. Um, okay, so we did the standby. We tried, and I was just going to take Christina myself because the thing is, because we don't have enough room in the car for all seven of us with Ari and Christina and our family, we needed someone to depart or find an alternate method of transportation. And we had originally thought maybe my sister could come in, uh, fly in and spend a couple days with us and then fly out uh, and get a rental car and fly out with Christina. But um, the time got away from us and it just didn't work out. So we ended up saying, no, let's just, I'll bring Christina to the airport. I don't mind the drive. I figured I could record an episode and then I drive back to where I was. I got diverted off the highway, but it seems to be the right route. It just, I don't know. I don't know if this is or not, but I'm following Google. Hopefully it's right. Okay, so anyway, we tried the the 11 o'clock flight, and this is an example of how standby can be really maddening. We got there, and we were tighter than I like to be um, on time. It got behind a cement truck the whole way from Lincoln City all the way to Portland. Uh, Literally, he turned like a mile before the airport, and that's two hours plus behind a cement truck. Um, Anyway, so we got there, but you know, I, I didn't like how tight we were on time, but we did okay. We got to the, so you go to the checkout, I mean the che- the get, uh, ticket counter and tell them that you have an unaccompanied minor who's traveling standby and then they have to give you a pass to get through security for the child and then one for you. And since I have my daughter Ahava with me, they give us a, an additional pass so she can come through security with us. And so we get through security. I mean, we get the ticket, the cute, the little um, pass to go through security. We wait in security line, do the usual. And then you go, um, after you get through security, you go and sit at the gate. And you just have to sit there until about 10 minutes before the flight takes off when they start to clear the standby list. But nowadays, it's very different than when I was growing up standby. You just sat there waiting with no idea if you had any shot of getting on or not. And you're like sitting there trying to count how many passengers are in the waiting area and how many seats are on the plane and trying to see if maybe you'll fit. But now they have a display, at least United does, um, where it shows you the it shows you a picture of the airplane with all the seats and it shows you the open seats and then the next screen will show you the um, all the paid um, people who are trying to upgrade to first class and then the next screen is the standby list and on the standby list on the morning flight it had three names one of them had already been green lighted and checked and they obviously had already gotten cleared to go on the plane but there were two people still on the list someone before us and then my daughter my niece Christina 
So we sat there and waited and waited and waited. And then they started calling two names of, they started calling two names of people who obviously had not shown up yet to get onto the flight. And that really is why when you're going standby, the number one advice piece of advice is never, ever, ever leave the gate until you know and you see that flight taking off. Because sometimes a last minute change will happen and if you're the person sitting there and you're ready to go, you'll get that seat over somebody who they have to call. They won't call you twice. So if they call someone and they're not there, uh, then you get that you get that seat, which is great. So we were sitting there and I could see that she was the second name on the list and they were calling for these two guys and all of a sudden one of them showed up and I was like oh man and I knew there were two seats left there you know and then we were out of luck so I was sitting there and then the guy who was first before us was kind of standing there and he the gate agent said oh okay Mr. So-and-so just you know stand over here and be ready Um, and he was kind of stepping back and she said no 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 that's too far you need to be right here and I said oh yeah you better be careful or we might trip you you know I was just kidding and he goes oh are you waiting too I said yeah but it's my niece you know and he saw my niece sitting there with her big brown eyes all looking like oh I wish I could get on this flight I said yeah she's trying to go home and he said oh well it it looks like I'm going to get this seat and uh, you know, she could have it. I have other options. I, and I said, yeah, you know, she has to fly nonstop because she's unaccompanied minor, so she can't connect in another city or anything like that. And he said, oh, I'm happy to give up my seat. I'll just catch a different flight. And so we were like, yes, you know, that was just such a nice, nice gesture. So we were excited. And uh, we said to the gate, he said to the gate agent, you know, no, she can have my seat. And she said, no, no, she can't have it. She, um, and she said to us, oh, he's different. He can't give you his seat. And I was like, what? And my sister works as a gate agent. So, um, she knows all the ins and outs and what the rules are. And I'm texting her at the same time. And she's like, that's BS. He totally can give you the seat. And, you know, that doesn't make, you know, why would she say no? And of course she, you know, if he wants to give up the seat, he's welcome to do that. And, and I was like, you know what, I, the other thing about standby, you should know. And and if you're ever flying on a standby pass, you are representing the person who is the employee. So you have to dress respectfully, act respectfully and not carry on or make a scene. And so in that case, I can't just yell at the gate agent or make a, you know, big to do about it. I have to just say, okay, you know, And so the guy, he's like, I'm sorry. I said, no, thank you for trying, you know. And he went on the plane and they closed the gate. And I was like, oh, it just killed me. Because what we were going to try to do is have her take that flight. And then we were going to drive back to Lincoln City and then catch the and then drive the camper up to Squim, Washington, which is about five hours away. And that's where my brother-in-law lives, my other brother-in-law. So we were going to be there in and today's Friday, so we were going to be there in time for Shabbat um, and all be together for Shabbat. But it's not going to happen now because we she missed that flight. And so then the gate agent, um, you know, I said, can you carry her over to the next flight? Well, the next flight option was 149. So, you know, almost three hours later and wait, three, two hours later yeah, uh, almost, almost three hours later. And so we were just bummed and we thought, okay. So I said, can you just carry, you know, put her on the list for the next flight? And she said, yes. Well, and so then she said, oh, well he was a revenue passenger, so he couldn't have, uh, given you his flight. And I just didn't say anything. I said, oh, I, I said, oh, okay. Cause my sister is, does the same job as you. And she thought it was possible. And that's all I said. And I didn't, further pursue it you know that's all that was enough that was pushing it enough and she did say to me my sister said to me like that is so not true he totally could have given you his seat and that's not true at all but it is what it is we hung around the airport in Portland my uh, Nathan extended the reservation at Lincoln City 
and we tried for the next standby flight and we had some lunch and stuff and then we we went to go uh sit for that standby flight and that went way more smoothly everybody was super nice and they gave her her seat assignment early and and they walked her down onto the plane even before a lot of the regular passengers um, boarded. So that was really nice because then we could not worry. And it was funny because Zaha was like, okay, let's go. Like we, you know, because we still have now two hours to drive, two and a half hours. By the way, I'm stopped in traffic and that's why it's nice and quiet as I'm recording. But anyway, the, uh, she said, come on, let's go. I said, no, we can't leave the gate until wheels up. You can't leave at all. And when you're taking an unaccompanied minor, whether standby or any other way, you as the person delivering them onto the plane can't leave the gate area until they are physically in the air. That plane takes off. You cannot leave at all because if, heaven forbid, something happened at the last minute, uh, you need to be there to, to be, you know, receive your, your niece, nephew, bro, you know, brother, sister, cousin, whatever they are, um, daughter, son. So we stayed, we waited, we watched her flight take off, and then we went to Ikea. Um, and I'm going to talk with Ahava. Let me see if she's available so I can have her share with some of the, the tips and tricks and things that we got from Ikea that we are going to use for the camper and hopefully spark a, another discussion about um, the differences between cruising on land and cruising in the camper. Please stand by. Okay, I'm stopped at a light for a second, and it's a good time for me to bring Ahava into the conversation. Hey, babe. Hello. I'm going to hand her the recorder, which, by the way, is a Zoom H4N recorder. And um, I wanted to ask you, I've been chatting with our listeners about our trip to Ikea. I mentioned about the hooks that we got, but I wanted to talk about some of the similarities and differences between being on a boat and being in uh, cruising on land and I was wondering if you had any impressions Um, and we'll start with what did we end up getting at Ikea so what did we get at Ikea a a floor mat a floor mat we needed right what else anything that stands out we got the the oh the squeezy bottle thingy we got this uh, oh like travel bottles yeah uh huh we got us squeegee yeah which we we need the squeegee on the boat to wipe down all the windows we had like four squeegees on the boat yeah. and those came in handy oh we got chopsticks oh yeah why did we get chopsticks also we wanted straws because we're trying to not get as much like plastic which chopsticks aren't plastic but as much waste especially plastic by getting plastic straws we're trying to find metal straws so that we can reuse them and we'll each have our own and carry it with us wherever so that we don't just keep making as much trash right because what is the, th- the little factoid that we learned about straws Do you, did you were you with us when we talked about that maybe about how they never break down and they- yeah it's I, I watched a video about it so I watched a video about it. I think it was on ASAP Science. Okay. And it was like these that like for billions of years it still won't degrade. So basically straws are just Well, not only straws, but plastic in general. So the the more that we can reduce. So if aliens ever come to our planet after all the humans die out, then they'll wonder what our weird fascination with the with plastic was yeah exactly so we got a few of those kinds of things but what else did we get i don't know what you're trying to say uh, some silverware because part of the challenge is a lot of the stuff that we had on the boat we left on the boat yeah but what are you saying that the difference oh that that i i just said something that's the same is that we go to ikea <laughs> like when we were on the boat we went to ikea yeah. Because, you know, any excuse to go to Ikea is fine by me. But they didn't really have that much stuff for traveling. Yeah, they didn't. So the container store had a bunch of it, though. We didn't go there today. No. Thank goodness, or I would have never left. <laughs> uh, and it was funny. Tell them how you were trying to keep me out of... You are like, kicking me out of Ikea. Yeah. Like, 
walk away just step away from the store like okay, no we have to go towards the exit <laughs> we don't need that that's right so um okay so besides the ikea stuff what what is you've been in the camper now for how long a week something like a that less than a week but almost yeah so what's your what's your general impression about traveling in the camper well First of all, you travel differently because on the boat, we sleep in there and we travel in it. Like, that's how we get around. Yeah. But here, we can't stay in the camper while we're actually moving. So we can't be in the living space while we're moving, which is annoying, is annoying and a big difference. And this uh, trip to Portland was a perfect example of the effect of that. Yeah, like we could only, we can only fit six people. I keep saying to throw people in the trunk, but nobody listens to me. So, yeah. So that's one way it's different. You can't just go about your business while you're underway. Yeah. Less privacy. Less privacy in the camper? Yes. How so? It's just basically one hallway with a bunch of beds and stuff stacked in it yeah. versus on the boat you could put a door somewhere or you could put a curtain or something like that and you can't really do that on yeah, in the is, camper how, we, how did we fit seven people last night talk, talk about the sleeping arrangement so basically in the camper there are there's a what size bed it's like king size and it's bed. not a king because it's not fully six feet it's a weird shape not weird shape it's call it a king. less than a king um, daddy measured. It's a little less than a, a king uh, size bed, and that is an extension. So basically, when we're moving, we pull it in, and so it makes oh, it's the a slide out. Yeah, it's a slide out. And then when we're ready to use it, we extend it and makes more room. Okay, so that's one bed. Yeah, and then we have the table, which converts down into a bed actually on the boat we had that too yeah and then we have the couch which also converts into a bed like it folds flat and then there's bunk beds so another bed and then so like two more beds on the other side so yeah we were maxed out last night yeah and the dog sleeps on the floor even so, though i want her to sleep in the bed so close quarters Nowhere to, no, like, private rooms. Because on the boat, you didn't really have a big room, but you did have your own space. Yeah. What was that? What kind of room did you have? I had a storage cabinet. <laughs> we, we locked her in a cabinet. Yeah, so actually, but no, that's not what I wanted to talk about. Oh, okay. Talk about what you want. So, on uh, something that's similar is... Both the boat and the camper, you have to hook up when you're staying somewhere. You have to hook up to... Do we have to hook up to electricity? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we have to hook up to water and electricity yeah. for both places. And we have to dump our sewage and gray water. And... Same thing with the boat. Same thing with the boat. Yeah, the fact that we have to think about our power, our water, and our sewer. Mm -hmm. That's not something you really think about when you're living in a regular house. Yeah, except for the water. Well, we did, but a lot of people don't. Yeah. Because in New Mexico, we had to. We had to have it hold, but still not nearly as much. Right. Not like a daily basis. We um, get it hauled up there once a month, maybe. Yeah, on the boat, you could shower a lot more on the actual boat. But here, the shower is not that great. And so we have to go off meaning on the camper, we have to go off and use the showers yeah. because this one really just doesn't, it's too small. What is your... Um, most of the time. What is, is there something better about the camper than the, the boat? You travel faster on land. Yeah, that's true. You can get much farther. So that's a good thing. And it's on land so we can go and walk around more 
and if while we're actually traveling we can stop and like stretch our legs versus on the boat it's not at, we're not as cramped as much because we don't have to sit in the same place for most of the time but you also can't like go out and run around and have the dog go pee or whatever yeah well and that is a big difference the other thing i is you can unhook the the truck and go around town in that and leave the camper yeah i guess that's like the dinghy yeah that is like the dinghy but um i think well on in the camper we are so much more cramped and crowded yeah we're so much more cramped and crowded both when we're actually traveling and when we're not because we have to sit right next to each other and we have a little bit of leg room and plus we have to have all our stuff like right on top of it us yeah. versus more crowded. on the boat you could store your stuff somewhere i mean you can't you can't really in the camper yeah. and we have the stuff in the back of the truck and you don't have to be sitting in the exact same space crowded right next to each other with stuff all around you yeah. on the boat where it's actually the opposite where you're supposed you're like putting everything away to make sure it doesn't fall and making sure that things aren't loose and hanging and stuff like that does it make you miss the boat it doesn't make me miss the boat do you miss the boat i don't know i mean i like the boat i really enjoyed that but i wouldn't i it's i think it'll be good to stay in one place for a while so so talk about that because right now we're not in one place we're yeah well this is kind of like a hurrah before it's a five weeks traveling and then we're gonna be in austin for six months at least well what is that what what prompted that So there's actually, well, there's a lot of factors, but mostly two things is my gymnastics training. I found an amazing gym called Acrotex in Austin, and it's a great gym. They train up, and so you're not just training at your level, you're training like two, three, four, five levels ahead. Um, which other gyms don't usually do that. Normally they just focus on the skills. They focus on the skills that you're at, but, and then you move on to the next level and focus on those skills, but not here, they don't. And also, um, my dad's work, he has an office and nice people that he can work with here, and he's working on, like, this project in his work integrating something or other and yeah well and you've been going to work with with daddy yeah because i'm doing school all year round basically because i have to take civics over the summer because i did not know that it was one of the core courses and and required so i didn't take it over like during the actual school year when i signed up for all my other courses and so um now I have to take it over the summer, so that way I'll be caught up for the next school year. And I honestly don't think I'll finish in time for the summer. Yeah. But You'll get done as much as you can. That's the nice thing about the Florida Virtual, is you have flexibility. Yeah. As long as you keep turning something in, you'll, you'll eventually get it done. Yeah, but also, I, yeah, it depends, because it could take longer than normal or it could take a lot shorter like for example and i messed up but in language arts uh which i only have like two final tests left or something like that and then i'm done because in the first segment i was like 10 weeks behind my pace that i was supposed to be at and i don't even know how i got away with that um, because it basically I would wait two weeks and then I would turn it in 
and then I would wait another two weeks, and then I would turn something in. Because two weeks is when you get kicked out. Oh, my God. And then it's like, okay, you have 24 hours to turn something up in, otherwise you're getting disenrolled. But then the next segment, segment two, which I'm finishing up, I am 10 weeks ahead of pace. And also, some of the courses I really enjoy, and others I really don't. And civics is, like, long and drawn out. And I have a good teacher. He is really nice. But I just don't like it. You just don't like it. (laughs) And same with language arts. But, like, math and science, I did. I had a really good teacher in... Yeah, science was my favorite because I had a really good teacher and also some of it was interesting. Because three of the modules were on geology and I really don't like geology. But I like, like... Biology and what's the other one? Like heredity and genetics. I found that really interesting and also um, like the law of conservation of energy and stuff like that. Uh, so I'm taking physical, advanced physical science, which is a high school course, next year. And also algebra one, advanced. And then I think I'm just taking regular language arts because I don't, it doesn't give me any extra cre- credit at the middle school level. So I'm not taking that. So let me ask and, you, yeah. the first year we were on the boat, you we homeschooled in more of a unschooling way. Yeah, because we had no clue what we were doing. Right. Compare that to um, doing homeschooling with a with Florida virtual school. I think with um, the, we'll just call it unschooling, yeah. the unschooling way, we just had no idea what we were doing. Yeah. And I think... it. It was definitely much easier because we didn't have to do anything, basically. Uh, I mean, we had to write journal, we, journals and stuff and stuff like that, but not like we had to turn it in and we had to meet the rubric or something like that. It was easier. I definitely don't think it was better because I didn't know what I was supposed to be learning. And also, I couldn't measure if I was actually getting anywhere. And, like, because the thing was, my dad would, for example, he would give us math problems. And, but I didn't know. Like, I could have skipped over an entire thing. Yes, I was learning this advanced part of math, but there's so many other parts that lead up to other other things that I could have been skipping. Yeah, you were, we were all worried that there were gaps in your education. Yeah, well, I, it turned out to be fine. When we went back to regular, well, not regular school, but, like, a a curriculum. And it turned out to be, like, more than fine. But also, once we actually started doing this curriculum, it's like you accomplish something. Like, oh, I got 100% on that test. Oh, I'm almost done with this course. I mastered that. I did that. Versus there, it's like, okay, do these problems, but you don't know, like, what it's leading up to or stuff like that. And um, you don't get grades and... In theory, you can step back into a classroom at any point and be right on pace. Oh, definitely, because this court, the FLVS, is Florida Virtual School, and it is the Florida Public School, like, curriculum, basically. And, yeah, it's the same. Um, And I like, um, I definitely like this better because I know, and, like, at the end of the year, though I don't, with here, I don't really have an end of the year because I'm working year-round, but there we kind of did, oh, okay, it's the end of the year. So at the end of the year, it's like, I did that. I'm done. I'm free not free but like I finished that right. and the, the funny thing is even though I started my courses around the same time the, I finished them at totally different times like science I finished first and then math was like a few weeks after that and language arts I'm still working on and civics I just started so totally different pace but I get to know that I've actually mastered that and I will be able to easily go on to the next level. So, 
I know that you're looking forward to sitting, staying in one place for six months, but what do you think overall about, you know, people ask me all the time, well, what do your kids think about this traveling lifestyle, living on a boat, you know, all of the things that we've done? So I would do this all the time. I love it. And my voice keeps cracking, it's horrible. I would do this all the time. I think it's really great and awesome. And the only problem is gymnastics. Because- you did find a way to reconcile the wanderlust with the competitive gymnastics. Yes. And so if I didn't have gymnastics and I love gymnastics and being in a sport and all that. But if I didn't have that, I would definitely 100% do this 24-7 all the time. And it would be great. What is one thing that you, one place that you wished we had traveled to that we didn't? I've never been out of North America, which is really sad. It's really sad. Why is that Mommy. sad? Because I've never been out of North America. <laughs> And we're supposed to be a traveling family, but <laughs> I've never been out of North America. And so you're kind of slacking here. I know. Well, this is the year. I think that we're going to use Austin as a home base. Yeah, because Avery, Avery and her family are going to Australia. Right. So now we should do that too. But not at the same time. Not at the same time. All right. Well, anything else you want to talk about before I let you go? Back to your work? Nala likes the water. Oh, yes. We took her on a... Uh, that's something that's similar with the boat and... Yeah, she's a salty dog. Because, oh, um, the water, you swim in pools more. And the water around not the Bahamas is way not as, like, not necessarily dirtier a lot of it is dirtier but not clear like yeah, also there's like rivers and lakes and not oceans not right. like a roaring ocean um and waves and stuff like that because the we're staying at this campground now and it's at this lake or river see if it keeps correcting me and it has brackish water yeah. which is very different than the ocean and another one where we could drink like straight from the lake and it was river uh and it was fresh water and so but freezing yeah but also in austin there's like a bunch of lakes and stuff and it was so funny there's like this blue hole quote unquote no. in georgetown which first of all it was all brown and it was not a blue hole it was a muddy, hole. A muddy deep lake thing and we've been to a blue hole an ocean actually a bunch of different blue holes in the bahamas so different yeah, yeah you have some perspective that maybe some other people don't have yeah <laughs> but that does not count as a blue hole but it doesn't stop nala from enjoying every minute of the water wherever she is yeah that's true okay and also when we're on in the camper Versus on the boat, people visit us more. Uh, in the camper? Yes. Why do you think that is? Because it's on land and it's easier for them and it's it's in the same country. Yeah. Except for Canada. Yeah. So. A little easier to get to. Yeah. I, uh, I miss the boat, in case you didn't know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for talking with us. Uh, thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Well, there you go. You heard from Ahava, my 13-year-old daughter, talking about some of the things that I'm always uh, talking about with the kids and this traveling lifestyle, but it's nice to hear her perspective. Um, obviously, we have a different opinion. I do miss the boat. In fact, I just got a notification this morning that some of our um, boat friends, some some of the other kid boats that we had been traveling with, specifically Rondo is one of them, um, and Pura Vida, 
they, and then the other one was clarity, they all are uh, either to Trinidad, I think it is, or, or toward Granada, and they have made it down the chain of islands uh, the whole way that I thought we were going to go um, together as a family and travel with those kid boats and explore um, not just Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico and then onto the Virgin Islands and St. Lucia and Guadalupe and all those places. We didn't because we decided my husband wanted to go back to work and Hava wanted to go back to the gym. So uh, we didn't do that. And today my friend posted that they, they made it, I think, 2,000 nautical miles and they were very, very excited about the milestone that they met. And I just, you know, I'm very excited for them, but I also am sad because it reminds me that we never did do that. And I really did want to with my kids while they were young and have those experiences. The good news is we did have some wonderful experiences and I'm doing my best to keep the spirit of adventure alive despite the domestication that may be going on for the next several months. Um, I'm trying my best to continue the adventures as much as we can. So you could hear uh, some of Ahava's perspective and what she is thinking as we probably will be in Austin for a bit. And I, I'll try my best to share Ziva's perspective um, one of these days so you can hear kind of what we're wrestling with as a family. But for now, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to just focus on driving, maybe listen to some podcasts myself. If you want to see pictures and videos of our journey, you can always join the New Mexico Castaways Facebook group. There's uh, on my New Mexico Cast Facebook page. Just click the join button or sign up button, whatever it's called, and uh, that will take you to um, the group where you can see more of our adventures. All right. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a great adventure wherever you are. I'm Rosalinda Roman.